0: Welcome everybody to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. To this song, and that's, I think, why the Lord put this on my heart, for us to get a fresh sense of of how much He loves us and how valuable we are. It, it, it's easy to lose sight of value. I, I may have told this story before, the years, I can't remember, but, you know, I'm a musician, and so, uh, back in the day, uh, Back in my early days, uh, I was really into electric guitar and, and grew up in a musical family. My dad went to a music store, so I was privy to, to, to good instruments. Uh, and at about uh, 8, 17 or 18, uh, I got a guitar that I really enjoyed. And uh, then after a while, I got to start getting into acoustic music. And uh, my electric guitar sat in the corner, and I wasn't using it. I decided that uh, i probably uh, may as well sell it to get money out of it. Uh, So I sold it for $400. That guitar today is worth tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) I don't like to think about that. (laughs) I mean, literally, tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) Well, uh, I think that kind of describes many times the way we we consider what God values mm-hmm. we can do that because you know, we can take it for granted we, we just don't see it and so Paul has a revelation on this, he has a revelation relating to the church and so that's why we come back to the book of Ephesians because it gives us uh, some insight that I think can help us to retune into the value and really what what God's about. And I think particularly in this hour, it's especially significant. So begin uh, with me at verse 18. And it's really Paul's prayer. And he's praying that the church that he's writing to would be able to see that God would open the eyes of their heart, that they could see this value. Let's just read it. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory, say that word with me, glory of his inheritance in the saints. Who are the saints? We are. Us. The Lord sure loves us. Amen. Hey, Bridge Builders, the Lord sure loves you. Amen. Amen. The riches... I mean, think about it. Stop and think about that. The riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe. Who's that? Mm-hmm. The greatness of His power. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him... At his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion in every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under whose feet? <laughs> his feet. Jesus' feet. Okay, we're talking about authority. We're talking about dominion. We're, we're talking about Jesus' kingship. Put all things under subjection under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now I want to take a couple of moments for us and and look at the last two verses. Verses 22 and 23. Because there's something here that I think is tremendously significant. And I want us, I, I don't want to just preach tonight. I want some interaction We're a smaller group, and so that's one of the benefits of small. Uh, So many times we exalt big, but one of the things that we lose in big is interaction. And I want some interaction. We already had it, but I'm really, and and I'm I'm purposeful in doing this. So I want you, we're going to take a couple of moments of silence, and I want you to look, you all have your Bibles in front of you, look at verse 22 and 23, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak. And, and, and I want a little bit of feedback. This is not just rhetorical question. I, I want some interaction from you. Uh, it will take a long time. Uh, and, and talk to me about just... And it doesn't have to seem really significant. You know, something okay, is this profound or not? I just want to... What is God saying to you that jumps out of you? Somehow, if it's a word... Or a thought, uh, uh, let's just like popcorn uh, contribute here uh, and, and, and take a little time. Let me just read it again in my translation and begin to start to ponder it. So I'm not talking to you he's talking to you because he talks to us. He put all things in subjection under Jesus' feet and gave him as head over all things, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So Holy Spirit, speak to us as... second time, let's just uh, don't be bashful but uh, anything that sticks out to you we are his body, he is the head okay, great, someone else will we be united as one body and one mind okay. one heart okay, unity, one body and one heart his someone body else. is the fullness of him his body is the fullness of him okay and the church is his body. The church is the fullness that what I was. And I am part of the church. So I am his body. He didn't leave anything out Choice of the word body. Now he's talking about, remember, the glory of the church, Jesus being the head. church, Uh, have you ever heard that term, congregation? Okay, what is is the word uh, congregation, what does that come from? What what would be the word, the basic word that we are using in that word, congregation? Congregate. Congregate. Okay, what does congregate mean? Gather. Gather. Okay, are we the gathered body here tonight? Yes. Uh, My wife just had a birthday Mm this week. I won't say how old she is, you don't do that. You know you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our daughter in Australia, of course, lamented that she couldn't be close at hand. And so she she texted me and 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 got me to help her to order a bouquet of flowers that were delivered to our door. Beautiful bouquet in a box. Beautiful flowers that Verna arranged in a vase and I'm sure you, I'm sure I can show you a picture afterward. I've got it on my phone because Valerie wanted to know. She wanted to see what she bought. <laughs> uh, but, but a beautiful bouquet. Okay, a beautiful bunch of flowers. Uh, we on our property have s- uh, some beautiful hydrantia bushes, which are, are kind of not so beautiful anymore, but I mean, they were just gorgeous this year, all those different colors. Anybody... Not no hydrantia bush is, yeah, Okay, what's the difference between the bunch and the bush? <laughs> well, the bunch, I mean, it, it, it's a cluster of beautiful flowers, but it's short-lived, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're cut off, they've got the beauty, but they're not, uh, it's a bunch, but the hydrangea is a bush, and, and there's, le- there's common life that's flowing out of that, the roots of that bush, and so but we can have a bush or we can have a bunch, Well, you know, we can have a congregation. That doesn't mean that necessarily that it's a body, right? There's a difference between a gathering of people and a body. What's the difference? Body's bigger. Body's bigger. Okay. What else? There's a connection. There's a life flow connection, Mm. right? In the bunch, there's no life flow connection, and the life is—it's independent. They're gathered together, but they're independents. And so there's not a life flow there. Mm-hmm. And so God has instituted and, and in His plans He's planned for a body. Mm-hmm. Not a congregation. <laughs> now a body can congregate. But it, the, the, the real deal of the church is body. It's not congregation Do you understand what I'm yes. saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, we won't take the time, but I want to just call your attention. Uh, I'm going to just catch a couple little pieces here because I think it's important for us to see this again in what God has planned and the value. We're talking about the value, more than tens of thousands of dollars like that last Paul of Okay, in verse uh, 10 of chapter 3, and again for time I'm just pulling these out, but it's. Context you can see that Paul has a, a continuity here. He says, In order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church, where? To the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. And so, that gathering that is, as we say, a body, what is the purpose of the body? It's governmental, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not just relational, it's governmental. It's thy kingdom come. What you know, we, we often say, God, your kingdom come. Okay, we've got a part in that, don't we? Because it's the head and the body is the instrument, the church. That's what he's saying here. The church. It's the church. This is the glory of the saints, is what Paul said. This is the real big deal. Uh, I had something happen to me uh, Probably is now a year or two ago. We were at a church. Vernon and I were at church on a Sunday morning. We were off, and there was a visiting speaker there that we had a relational connection with. We actually had a relational connection with this body also uh, from time past. And and before the service, there was a woman that came up to us, which we knew well. Her name was Becky, and so we had some interaction and talking, just reminiscing and reflecting. She said to me, she she looked at me, she said, Wes. I'll never forget, one day we were interacting together, and she said, you said to me, and I forget what the context was, you know, she was just sharing out her own life, and, and I was interacting with her, she said to me, you said, two words, seasons change. Now, how profound is that? (laughs) like, duh. (laughs) Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're seeing it right now. Okay, what's the big deal about seasons change? But she said, somehow, you said that in the context of our sharing. She said, that just, I mean, that just zeroed right in. And she said, it was just the word that I needed to hear. She was stuck in something. And I must have said, seasons change. And it just—it just was—it just was framed her. She said, "I have shared that with so many people, and I'm like scratching my head. I mean, she's heard me preach eloquent sermons. She's—you know—and yet, out of all of that, she is saying this profound moment where I give to her two words: seasons change. I mean, isn't that amazing?" And so that was in the context of just relating together. I wasn't. I wasn't preaching at her. I wasn't doing teaching. I was just being a relational part of who she was, and without any sense that I was making any difference at all. I was making a huge difference. In her. And so. Turn with me now to Acts chapter four. We're just hitting a couple of highlights. I- I'm wanting us to get the big picture again and tune in to what we should be taking for granted that so many times are in Ephesians four. And I, I want us to look at this principle. Acts four. I- I- did I say Acts? Ephesians. Excuse me. Um, it was a every moment. Right? <laughs> None of you know about that because we got old. senior moment. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up, we're talking about the body now, not the congregation, not the gathering, but the body. But we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So Paul is saying that there is something about the joint that for the body is the secret or the key, to the growth and the maturing of the body so that we become that mature body with the head of Christ. You know, an infant, a a newborn, is perfectly complete, right? A normal human infant is perfectly complete, but it's not fully become. So, in order for us to assume that place with Jesus as the head and us as the body to be that governmental force of thy kingdom come, thy will be done, it, we need to to a body. And so Paul is saying, it's not preaching, it's not teaching, it's not all of these things that we many times with church put so much emphasis on, he's saying it's what the joints supply. Wow. Yeah. So that's what was happening, see, with Becky. It was that joint, that relational connection that was what was making the difference in enabling her. Now, there's nothing wrong with sermons. There's, we're, we're not, we're not saying eliminate that. We're talking about priority. Do You see what I'm saying? Amen. Mm-hmm. And yet, so many times we're putting value on the, the the lesser important things and minimizing the most important. Does that make sense? Oh well, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can be seasoned. This this is a very personal message for me because I've been around church all my life. I was a pastor of a local church. I was an overseer of churches and pastors, and that's how we got involved in this church. So, I mean, I've been church, 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 church. And yet, I'm, I'm, I'm just so before God saying, God, I know you're up to something in this hour. It's radical. It's radical. You are after a church. That the gates of hell cannot prevail against because we're seen. Amen. The, the the increase of evil, and you know, you've you, you've all been over this again and again. There is so much opinion out there as to what's happening, what God's doing. It, it's wearisome, and so I hesitate to come to you with my version. But 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 I, I feel so strongly because God has given me such a heart for the church, and I believe in this power shared this with different people I fully believe in my spirit that we are in a season parallel to Martin Luther and the Reformation Mm -hmm. that God is wanting to reformat the church it's got to be and the key is relationship when we were pastoring we to make a long story short supported a Russian family this is right around the time when guy and the came down. There was, a, there, there was an exodus. And in our community, they, uh, they solicited congregations to take a family and help them to get established here in the States. And so the first Sunday, you know, as a pastor, so we had the family over, six kids. Right? Six kids. And the parents, he, could, he was the only one who could speak Russian, uh, or English. Uh, and it was broken English. But Vernon, I will never forget sitting around our table and hearing him relate Mm -hmm. what it was like Mm -hmm. in worship as the body of Christ. And he said that to gather as we are tonight would put you, you know, as a target. So they they couldn't announce meetings, but they were so hungry for relationship, they needed it. It was not an extra. It was a matter of life and death. They needed that sense of joint supply. And so, I mean, this this is amazing to me to think about. Think about this. He said they wouldn't announce a meeting, but people would converge at a house without any announcement. Why? such a vital connection they didn't need an announcement. Mm-hmm. It was an inner witness of the spirit of the living God that told them over at Joe Blow's, we're going to gather tonight yes. and we gather. Isn't that what yes. I mean
1: it's almost like
0: that's unbelievable serious enough to think about it. Amen. Yes. I don't think we'd have to think that. But that means that we've got to look a little differently than, than yes. and be willing to invest a little more sacrificially. Yes. See, I, I, I'm thinking about this. This group of people gathering on a Saturday night for church, I mean, a lot of people would say, <laughs> I mean, there's so many other more exciting things or fun things or whatever to do, right? A Saturday night. Why are we here? I mean, that would be a good question to ask, right? Go around the... I won't do that, but... It'd be. Why are you here? Do you realize? Do we realize the value of joint? Mm. No wonder the enemy tries to get at it and try to divide and allow little things to, to disrupt it. I'm going to close with this. Uh, This is so so real to me uh, because uh, a couple of months ago, a friend of mine—some of you know Mike uh, Bailey—he was—he's been at this church. uh, Mm -hmm. How many of you know Mike and Jane? Okay. Uh, He came to me uh, and he said, "Wes, he said, I've got a couple of guys that I've been interacting with and." Again, to make a longer story short, he said, I've got three guys that are wanting to meet on a regular basis uh, for you know, Bible study fellowship, and fellowship uh, before work on a, well, he, he was proposing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. He said, I'd like you to join us. And it was really attractive to me. I mean, he was just kind of highlighting what he, he, how he saw that happening. And, I mean, that just really, I, I love getting together with men, particularly and and just sharpening each other, and, and, and just pursuing God, and so I said, "Wow, I really would like that." But Vern and I have our own uh, morning ritual and routine. We're retired, so we have the luxury and, 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 and freedom, and, and so really, most of our morning, you know, either our own devotions or praying. We you know we pray together for all kinds of, and this church is one of those uh, focuses of prayer. But, uh, I did not know if I wanted to, you know, cut into that, and so, I, I finally got back and said, I, I really would like to do that, but but what we have in this relational joint, you talk about joint supply, uh, this this for us is gold, and so, I, I don't know if I want to make that sacrifice. So, I said, man, I'd love to, but I, I, I just don't think I can do it. He, he understood. He knew I wasn't just blowing smoke, and so, he said, yeah, I understand, so... Uh, we we let it to that, but I said I'll try to pop in from time to time. So at the second meeting, I, I popped in and uh, worked on the Book of Hebrews and, and, and have a, a, a book to go along with that. And, and so the, the neat thing about it is, these guys they're they're saturating themselves in that particular passage that we're going to study, just soaking it and. and coming together, and it was amazing to me. I mean, I walked out of that meeting I said, God, this is phenomenal. I mean, I've been through Hebrews many times. I, I, I studied Bible college, whatever, but here is this new, fresh man coming forward. And I said, I don't want to miss this. Mm. God, will you, will you understand if we make some adjustments here? I'm going to work this in too. I said, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, in fact, I missed on Friday morning for the first time. And Mike said, "Uh, you know, uh, do you want to FaceTime? I said, well, I'm going to be getting ready to go to high park. I said, I don't think I can, but uh, I just hated Prince because yeah he's from uh, el salvador he's like Yes. <laughs> not just input it's interaction it's interaction God. you call us to be an interactive people and we know there's 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 some interaction but God we believe in this power you're wanting us to see more clearly body not merely congregation interaction not just really seeking input sermons, teachings, as good as those things are. And we need those. Well, we need those. But, oh God, we, we, we need that the breath of your spirit to blow upon us as your people in this hour. Now we know that that there is so much that's working against us, even in this relational aspect relating to COVID and all of that. And so... We know, God, there's so much of evil that's attempting to overcome and uh, outshine the church. Thank you, Lord. We just declare tonight as a church, God, out of the spirit, Father, God, as you spoke over the darkness, as is recorded in Genesis, and you spoke those words, let there be light. Light and God, you want to speak that to a joined body of people with Jesus as the head. And so we pray, oh God, through the church, the glory of your church, may your kingdom come, may your will be done in a greater way in this day on the earth to your honor and glory. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen.